Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we are going to be giving you one of 50 Mama interviews. These interviews have been conducted by Drama Victoria over the last two years to celebrate their 50th birthday. These 50 interviews are 50 conversations with 50 legends of the Victoria drama teaching game. So sit back, relax and enjoy a slightly longer than usual version of The Aside. Please note that the audio quality varies depending on where the interview was recorded. Hello, Helen. Helen Sandico. We're going to be interviewing her today. And um, we're going to find out all about her life in in drama education. How and when and why did you become involved in drama education, Helen? Um, Well, that's a long story. And it began... A bit like you and you're in your story about as being a child. My first show was a puppet show and I was eight and I made a puppets and I did it for my sister's fifth birthday. So that was my beginning. And then I even began thinking about this and I even did experiments. I didn't have formal drama theatre training until much later in my life. but I loved the arts and I really believed in it and I even set up a, an arts Saturday morning workshop with a couple of art students because at that stage I was actually the art librarian in, at the Art College in Brisbane and mm-hmm. <laughs> we set up a Saturday morning where you did art and drama and they were just experiments. I, I really didn't know what I was doing but I tried. And I also belonged to La Boite, which is, a, well, when I joined it was more or less an amateur theatre in Brisbane, but it was a theatre in the round, and it was designed, our theatre was architecturally designed for theatre in the round, and it did very avant-garde performance making, and I became part of that, and that's where I did a wonderful directing course and just got involved and I did theatre by night and I was a librarian by day. Wow, that's interesting, (laughs) yeah. Why puppets? I don't know, I've always loved puppets and years later I've come back and I I play a lot with puppets, well, and shadow puppetry and all kinds and any opportunity I I have a go Mm -hmm. at learning more. So you, do you use puppets a lot in your classes? In your if in I your if I get the opportunity, yeah. just yeah. I mean, not every class is it's appropriate or suitable, but if yeah. I can sneak it in, even English classes have been known to have a shadow puppetry mm. <laughs> bit. And as a librarian, you you obviously <laughs> had a, re- a really rich. Uh, background in 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 uh, young adult or young children's literature. No, this was in a college. It was an art college like here, VCA, mm-hmm. except I started it. Okay. <laughs> These things don't happen like that anymore. I literally did my arts degree in that I did fine arts and a wonderful um, area in modern drama, but we just did the theory, like we just read. I read all the modern plays from before Stanislavski and we looked at the, the performance styles right through to, yeah, the yes, 60s. That would have been great, here yeah, to have all that sort And of it was a year-long course, you. none of this semester stuff. We actually did it in great detail in, mm-hmm. and we had a most wonderful lecture. 
Great. So what are some of the changes that you've witnessed during your time as a drama educator? Well, it, it's interesting. When I first started and I got finally got the confidence and I did my graduate diploma in drama education at Melbourne State College, uh, I, I realised I had the freedom in group two to do anything. Mm -hmm. And we did the crucible, we did contemporary piece, we did mask, we did all kinds of things, satire. And then VC took over and gradually the freedom went. <laughs> and I lament inside that we don't have more freedom. So can you just elaborate a little bit about that lack of freedom? Uh, what, 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 what do you think are the constraints? Well, just because like in for the solos, it's so tight exactly the structure you're not you don't have any freedom really um, I actually loved when I first started teaching that wonderful feeling that we could experiment we could play in lots of different ways There's a lot of teachers yes or, or but even the, the the solo performances would would say the opposite that there was just so so much freedom to do it that it, it was very hard teaching um, that way that you had you know that having having certain boundaries of constraints in actual fact facilitated uh, um, the teaching of the subject you didn't you didn't experience that at all not really no. I, I'm much better being free because mm. <laughs> I actually mm. know a lot now not that I did when I first started I didn't know much at all uh, but yes I think I could construct wonderful work for seniors without Mm -hmm. what we have as VC. But what about them? What, who? Like, you can construct wonderful work for seniors, but how how much can they construct without guidance? Because that's what's oh, hard. Oh, I mean, that's yes, you as a teacher really hard, yeah. as giving the guidance. Yeah, yeah. That's what I found, because I was teaching it too, and it was really hard, wasn't it, to, I found it to just keep them motivated, or at least the kids that I kept, you know, giving them ideas, 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 what? no? I didn't find that, but I didn't teach it for very long before it became mm, VC, mm. VCE. Um, but I found that you could just, I mean, I, I gave them very specific topics, like we looked at satire mm -hmm. and we did two shows mm -hmm. on satire. We mm. took a Dr. Seuss book. And then do you remember Norm from the Life Being at Ants? We looked at his life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you, you're able to explore and go into those areas, which is, is really hard to do now. Yes, yeah. and okay. we did the Crucible as well. Mm. Yeah, oh yes, I did the Crucible too with kids who couldn't read and write, but that was fun, but we did it, we did it, we did <laughs> it, and it was really good. So what are, the, what, what are some of the, the highs and lows of your career? Well, the highs happen on many levels. Um, some of the highs have been presenting internationally at conferences for Idea and Drama National in England. Uh, and for me, just productions are highs mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and also just getting the students through each year in year 12 I, I teach very diverse classes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and just the high of <laughs> you realize that you've seen them go on this journey for a year and get there well yeah. mostly get there <laughs> yeah or yeah, well, we hope yeah it is yeah it is a lot of nurturing that goes into it yeah um, Oh, and also a high too for me is my training, but we'll come to that later. Like I've, I know, I've, I've had some wonderful experiences in training, and to me that's a great high mm. to be fed. Working with with professionals, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about a low? 
Oh, last 13 years not finding proper work. Okay. Is that because because you not didn't want full-time work? No, I always wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> I applied for millions of jobs. Yes, I know. It's a really hard world out there. And I yeah. was head of drama in England, came to Australia, came back. And then it was really hard, yeah. And it's been really hard ever since. Mm. Yeah, it's true. And sometimes, you know, and it's, it, it's not a question of... Uh, sometimes not even a question of how good you are. It's just what the school needs, you know? Yeah. All right, so... Um, some memorable experiences. Have we talked about that? Memorable. Really oh. memorable experiences. <laughs> Lots. <laughs> you always have some out of performances. Uh, when I was in England, we did Peter Pan. I was in a very doer school. It wasn't, yes, the, the, the students had very little, seemed to have very little happiness, little joy. So I thought mm. we've got to do a Christmas panto just to Something, lift the yeah, spirits. Yeah. It was a big school, 1500. Um, and in England, all the students are in, um, what's the word, where they're all put in their boxes and they can't really move. And if you're a bottom set, like they stream them. So if you're in a bottom set class, that's all you'll ever experience. And you don't go for anywhere. And you can't go anywhere. And you'll never, and you, there are some, the people in the bottom set classes can't do anything and there's nobody in the class who can do anything. So they don't even see what's possible. And so they, in their, their mind frame, they remain fixed for that for life, don't they? Yes, there's, it's and terrible. it starts in primary school. You you are streamed, and the streaming goes on mm. through high school. Mm. Anyway, in that background, mm. I wanted to do something fun, and so I did Peter Pan, and the crocodile. I made it like a Chinese dragon, and I had an an Asperger's guy on the front, and at the end, the tail was a guy who could only count to four and on the last night I thought I'll just enjoy it and then I always dread the tap on the shoulder and they said Michael who was the one at the end he's got scissors and he's running around oh dear. Yeah. and he came from a very poor family and I thought right okay Michael and I knew that food was always something that would he'd be interested in I said Michael would you like something to eat so I got him calmed him down took him off to the staff room found him some food but in the meantime, the head of the crocodile had taken off down the streets because he had done something wrong and the older students had tried to keep order backstage. He got upset and he'd taken off down the street. We had to retrieve him from the streets and retrieve Michael from the stuff. So this was during a rehearsal? Or no, this was the last performance. <laughs> yep, just, okay. Just to put, All the excitement, yeah. Just to put the crocodile back together. Yeah, yeah. And my... My stroke of genius, I thought, like I, up until the dress rehearsal, I had no idea how we we're going to do the head of the crocodile. We had the body with hoops and cloth. And then I thought, oh, if I just put, um, cut out cardboard and cover it and make teeth, we have a crocodile. Oh, yeah. Except the chap would walk on with his hands by his side. Oh, no. <laughs> and every so often. And so the crocodile would be right, and then he'd drop his jaws. So, so these, these that's, still, that's, yeah. that but, was... But the kids would have got a lot of stuff, a lot out of that. They did, yeah? huge. Yeah. And the Captain Hook, you just saw his confidence grow. And, and these were students who, yeah, it was a very suppressed area mm. and the, the joy of really all that and the end of the crocodile and he actually had two brothers and both he and his older brother had really quite deformed mouths so they 
looked a bit grotesque. And the, the older brother was on lights, on a light, on a follow spot, and he was so happy. And the other brother was a pirate. And so this family that lived such an impoverished life, really, mm. for mm. this one little bit of time. Yeah, that's important, yeah. All right, so what are the, what are the mentors and collaborators that you've had, you know, the good fortune to work with. So you've mentioned before that you've worked with some amazing people. Well, one of the main... Uh, okay, I, I, before I really got into drama education, I actually got into dance education. And I was very fortunate to work with Hanny Exner. And she brought modern dance and educational dance to Melbourne and taught all the people who taught modern dance. And she was just fantastic. And... Yes, I, I worked with her for about 10 years. And because I did, got my dance uh, graduate diploma, I thought, oh, I better go, and I want to teach dance. I went back to uni and did a dip ed, and then I ended up doing the graduate diploma in drama. So you didn't do any teaching of dance? A little bit, and I was one of the pioneers of the first bits of dance in high school. Have you used dance in your drama classes? It's, it's not dance, dance, movement. but movement is at the heart of my work. Mm. And then one of my other great influences was I had the great fortune to work with Monica Pagneux, and she was one of the teachers who came out of Lecoq. And I went to Paris for a month and worked four hours a day for a month. The hardest classes I've ever done in my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I did my thesis on her work because she's one of these wonderful teachers. She's taught internationally for many, many years, has extraordinary work, but she doesn't document it in a public way. And I felt very privileged that my thesis captured a little bit of her work, um, well, Mm -hmm. and, and it sort of preserves her point. Oh, good. Great. I didn't know that you were a dancer. Yeah. So, um, can you describe some of your favourite professional learning experiences? Well, <laughs> going to London, I mean, yeah. going to Paris and working for a month with Monica, that, that's absolutely the highlight of my life. Mm -hmm. um, I... I I've really got a lot out of Idea and Drama Australia and, of course, Drama Victoria. Mm. Yep. Both as presenter and, and as participant. Yes, yeah. yes. So what do you think are some of the secrets of the longevity of your career? What keeps you <laughs> ticking? That's my art. Um, that's, I, I think of myself as an artist teacher mm. and it's my art and mm. that's what makes me go and I'm very passionate have about you, it. Do, have you found that sometimes, you know, a negative can turn into a positive and I know that, you know, you, you, you do begrudge sometimes the fact that you haven't got ongoing work but working in these different environments, has that also given you lots it of... It also keeps me going yeah. and, I, and I do new things all the time, like, this, yeah, this this year I've ended up marking for universities and doing some university teaching again mm. and before 2000 and 2001 I taught in the performing arts at Deakin uh, that was wonderful teaching mm. I guess doing different things all the time I even this last semester I taught in a new vet course of acting for film great so what do you what advice would you give, you know, to the next generation of drama educators? What do you say to them? Keep alive, keep learning. 
I think if you don't learn and you're not willing to take on any opportunity that comes your way, take advantage and and really, yes. Um, you've, you've sort of worked with a lot of young um, sort of, you know, um, university you know, um, to be drama teachers. Yes. Stamina? It's are important. They, is that, no, what I'm saying is, is are they going to have the stamina? Because we had, I, I suppose we had, we had and have that kind of energy and vocation. Was, and where were you talking about teaching these days? People don't talk about vocation anymore. No, young people. and it's all about money. Career and, and career going places, whereas we were, you know, that was where we wanted to be and work at what we wanted to be. So I agree. And, mm. and whether that is enough to keep you going, if without the passion, without the absolute drive mm. underneath, yes, that's yeah. a big question. Yeah. So you've got a few little goodies to show us. Yes. These are artifacts that you've saved as mementos for your um Well, they're not teaching. mementos. It's actually they're the practical. Heart. They're practical. They look like well, well used books. <laughs> Did the, you? Yep. Can you show us what you've got? They're the heart of lots of my ideas. I, I am. I love investigating new work and thinking. And one of my faves is Peter Brook. And I've read lots of his work and seen his videos, and I've even seen a, a few of his productions. And my teacher, Monica, actually did the movement for the ick that he did. Um, and I just find them so inspiring. So Peter Brook, the top of the list. And then I've also had the good fortune of hearing Augusta Boal talk twice. And I have, he, be, he became elected to the Paolo, Paolo, San Paolo um, Parliament, and this is the voting card that was handed out for people to vote for him. And this is a treasure too. And this is a work I, I'd love to do more of, is, is how you empower people. And that sits on Bawal. And then I did a teacher's course for Zen Zen Zhou, and I discovered Anne Bogart. And because of my dance training, and this work is all based on another dancer's work, uh, Mary Overly in New York. And then she took it, and Anne Bogart took it and transformed it a bit more. And I totally understand it, and now that sits at the heart of my work as well, Great. as well as the work from Monica. Very good, fantastic. Did you actually see the Mahabharata that no, in Adelaide? No, I, yeah, I, I went. Unfortunately, I grew amazing. up. In, I was in Brisbane, yeah. and I felt I, mm. I just couldn't get there. But I saw the Ik and the Conference of the mm. Birds and. Uh, Oturu Uri. Mm. Oturu Uri. I, I saw um, he did also um, Carmen in Rome. Yes. Oh, where wow. Where he sand, yes. moved oh. all the chairs and put sand all in this great big traditional theatre. He must have had the power to do that. But anyway, there, this was great. And he's still working. Yeah, that's wonderful. Okay, so what associations have you had with Drama Victoria, Drama Australia, BCAA, or any other associations? You've mentioned a little bit. Um, anybody else that you want yes, to talk uh, about? I <laughs> was one of the few people that helped keep um, Dance Australia, and before that was it was called AADE, alive. I was on the committee and it almost died, and we just kept on going until we could 
we actually harnessed some more people to help build the, the status and, and keep it going. So I kept Dance Australia alive That's in the good. early 80s. Mm. Um, and yeah. Why was it going? Because of money, funding, or what? <sighs> Numbers. Because, I mean, dance, this was at the very beginning of dance education, mm, mm. and there just weren't very many people involved. Mm. And we used to meet in, in somebody's lounge for, okay. for our committee meetings. Yeah. And then we finally got Hanny on board, who was my teacher, Hanny Exner. And we got some bigger guns, and then it gradually grew from that. But it was touch and go for a bit, and mm. we, I was there when we just kept yeah, on. Yeah, good. That's great. It's a good feeling, isn't it? Kept on going, and yeah. yes, I've been on the committee for Drama Victoria for about 13 years, but there was a tiny gap in the middle. And and I've been had association with Drama Australia, and I've been to several ideas conferences. So is there anything else you'd like to add? I mean, uh, in terms of, you know, where are you going? Where are you going from here? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting my own um, consultancy, Drama is Real Learning, and yes, I'm available. <laughs> so what does that involve? Well, I'd really like to have, I'd like to have, I'd like to go into schools and and inspire teachers and students, both primary and secondary. I've been working on my primary side, so that mm -hmm. um, looking at the integrated curriculum, so that drama can be yeah. really enriched in curriculum and literacy. I've been really working on that. But I also have so many skills um, to offer for high school. Good on you. And I also want to do adults. And I want to start up a sort of performance lab don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> and, and there's more. And I'd like to actually one day hopefully have a story centre where people can... Of, we have stories from all kinds. Stories for children, stories about children, stories for adults, etc, etc, etc. Okay, thank you very much, Helen. Thank you. You're okay. Well, that's all from us at The Aside. There are 49 other Mama interviews you might like to listen to, so please do feel free to go and find those and have a listen. Thank you to all the people involved in conducting the Mama interviews. The list is extensive. Happy 50th birthday to Drama Victoria, and thank you to the 50 legends for giving us their time. If you would like to ask the Aside a question, or you have a suggestion for a future episode, please do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening. <laughs>